الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders the tawfiq and fadl of allah taala over the days that we have been here there have been many things that we discussed and one of the things that had come up repeatedly was the aspect of muasharat akhlaq the aspects dealing with social life the aspects dealing with character our purpose for coming here those of us are in atikaf especially and anybody for that matter because this is not something specific to anyone this is for everyone that our purpose is to connect ourselves with allah taala this is our objective to connect ourselves with allah taala but in order to connect oneself to allah taala one has to be embracing everything that allah taala has given If a person departmentalizes deen and decides to take something and leave something then he is not going to attain that objective Allah Taala says ya ayyuhal ladina amanu dkhulu fi silmi kaffa or you who believe enter into islam fully totally entirely not picking and choosing taking certain things and leaving certain things and that is not entering into islam fully so as on several occasions we've discussed this that unfortunately our deen in our minds or if not in our minds then though in belief it's not the same it's not this issue but in practice our deen finishes off with ibadat and if we are performing our five times salah which is obviously the fundamental aspect of deen our aqaid alhamdulillah correct then for us that is more than enough and this is something that we don't have to really make an effort for anything too much more something happens it's done well and good mashallah it doesn't happen to mashallah everything is fine whereas this is far from the reality to connect ourselves this is a very very high level to connect ourselves to allah taala this is the level of the muqarrabin who are truly very closely connected but to get there the stepping stone to get there is first to become insan this is the stepping stone to get to that level ماشاءاللہ تھانوی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ہی اس ٹو سے کسی کو انسان بن کسی کو بزرگ بننا ہو تو کہیں اور چلے جاؤ اور کسی کو انسان بننا ہو تو یہاں آؤ ہی اس ٹو سے اف اینی بڈی وانٹس ٹو بیکم ا بزرگ بزرگ ان انورٹڈ کوماز دیٹ بزرگ ان دی کانسیپٹ وچ وی ہیو پٹ ان اور مائنڈز دیٹ بزرگ از دیٹ پرسن ہو از سٹنگ اینڈ میکنگ ا لاٹ اف وظائف اینڈ لاٹ اف tasbih is turning all the time indeed tasbihat this is part of our life a mu'min cannot complete his day or his day is very very incomplete without him having completed his tasbihat but buzrugi is not confined to tasbihat so now in our minds this is buzrugi that as long as the tasbih person is reading thousands of tasbih then whether he is even performing his salah sometimes some people become so duped 
that a person has some outer appearance and whatever else, and he's involved in some particular practices, then sometimes whether his salah is on time or not too, that too doesn't matter. Because this person is on another level. Whereas, Hazrat is saying that kisi ko buzruk banna ho, then go somewhere else. You want to become a buzruk in that sense, then don't come here. Because here this is not the place for it. You want to become insan, to how? Because if you want to truly become a buzruk, what we're referring to buzruk meaning a true friend of Allah Ta'ala. You want to become somebody close to Allah Ta'ala. Then the stepping stone to that is first to become insan. When a person will become insan, then he'll become musalman. And after he becomes musalman in the reality, then he can progress and become the friend of Allah Ta'ala. And becoming insan, this is where the mu'asharat and akhlaq in particular make a person insan. So we have already upfront divorced this from our lives. The correct mu'asharat, how to live as insan in our own homes, with our parents, with our spouses, with our children, with our neighbors, with people in the community, with people at work, with people that we come into contact with in whatever sphere of life. That is where the starting point is insan. But Nabi Islam taught us how to become a very great insan. Not just any ordinary insan. So till we don't become insan, then we won't even become musalman in the true sense of the word. And a person who doesn't become musalman in the true sense of word, Ya kafa, he's not entering into Islam fully, then where is he going to become the friend of Allah Ta'ala? And where is he going to connect himself to Allah Ta'ala, the object for which we have come? That connection then is a far-off thing. The person hasn't even got his SIM card in there yet. Where is he going to connect that line? So this this mu'asharat in particular, and akhlaq, this is the starting point that makes a person insan. And minus this, that Allah knows best what we become. And this is something that has been given so much of importance that in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the famous Hadith where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once asked the Sahaba Kiram, Atadrunam al Muflis, you know who is a bankrupt person? So the Sahaba replied, Al Muflis Ufina Malla Dirham Allahu Alamata. Muflis, a bankrupt person, is somebody who doesn't have wealth, any possessions, any own, doesn't own anything. So they answered in terms of what was the common knowledge of what is the definition of a bankrupt person. But Nabi Wasallam's question was something else. He said, that's not what I'm referring to. That is common knowledge. I'm ref- this is a very temporary bankruptcy. This kind of bankruptcy is a very temporary ba- bankruptcy. Madullahi ghadin wara'ihun. Wealth comes and goes. Sometimes a person is bankrupt, then he turns around. He's just been declared insolvent. He turns around and he's already a millionaire. So this is dunya. This kind of bankruptcy is not really bankruptcy. The real bankruptcy is where there is no chance to make any amends and earn anything further. The bankruptcy of a person who comes bankrupt on the day of Qiyamah. So Nabi Wasallam replied and said, this is not what I am saying. That a muflis, a bankrupt person of my ummat, is a person who will come on the day of Qiyamah. How he will come? He will come with mountains of good deeds. He will come with a lot of salah to his credit. Let alone the first salah, he was making tahajjud every night also. He was performing ishraq and chashd and awabin and alhamdulillah. These are great amal. And the more we do it, the better. And he was fasting, besides Ramadan is farz, he was fasting nafil fast every other day. And subhanallah, what can a person say regarding the virtue and the greatness of fasting? 
Assomuli wa ana ujzabi. Allah Ta'ala says fasting, I am myself the reward. So he comes with all this salah to his credit, all these fast to his credit, and zakat to his farz, the charity that he has given is in great amount. And these are just examples, apart from that a lot of other good deeds. He's come with a lot of things. He's come with the effort of deen to his credit. He's come with teaching people to his credit. He's come with so many other good things to his credit. Alhamdulillah, all this is great. But, unfortunately, he hadn't become insan in the true sense of the word. So as a result, وَيَأْتِي قَدْ شَتَمَ هَذَا وَقَذَفَ هَذَا وَأَكَلَ مَالَ هَذَا وَسَفَكَ دَمَ هَذَا وَضَرَبَ هَذَا He also came now. On the one side, these are all the things that are to his credit. But they are the other side, the debits also for him. That he came in this condition that he saw somebody. Now this was because he didn't learn akhlaq. So now he got angry a little bit. In that anger now, anything is fine. He can talk to anyone anyhow, even if it may be his parents too. As we discussed a few nights back, that how many times there are calls of that nature. That how do I handle this? My own son swears me, a mother is talking. So now he didn't learn how to be insan. MashaAllah, he did so many good deeds. But, وَيَأْتِي قَدْ شَتَمَ هَذَا He saw somebody, he slandered somebody, and then together with the deficiency in mu'asharat, the deficiency in mu'amalat. وَأَكَلَ مَالَ هَذَا He usurped somebody's wealth. He took somebody's life wrongly. And he usurped or, or hit somebody wrongly. All these things also he did. These are also just examples. These are examples of things that a person did wrong in terms of mu'asharat, akhlaq, mu'amalat. These are those branches of deen which we have generally divorced from ourselves. That it's a by the way thing. We do it well and good. We don't do it too well and good. By the way. And yet we want to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. So we haven't become insan yet. When we're going to become musalman? And then only we can dream about becoming the friends of Allah Ta'ala. So now on the day of Qiyamah he comes in this manner. With all these mountains of good deeds. But at the same time with all this on his account as well. So now the people are going to demand to be paid back. Allah forbid, maybe his own wife will come to demand. His own children might come to demand. His neighbors might come to demand. His employees might come to demand. And Allah knows best who else might come to demand. That what we were harmed in the world, we need to be paid back now. So now these good deeds start getting dished out to them in lieu of what they were wronged in dunya. Somebody's wealth was gone, yeah, you take his good deeds in return. You were sworn at, there's a whole lot of good deeds for you. And as a result, فَيُعْطَى هَذَا مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ وَهَذَا مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ All his good deeds are now being dished out. The time comes when there's no good deeds left to give anybody. But the claims are still there. The claims are not yet paid out. So now how is this going to be settled? Okay, how much sins you got? You give it to him now. فَيُؤْخَذُ مِنْ فَإِنْ فَنِيَتْ حَسَنَاتُهُ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يُقْدَامَ عَلَيْهِ أُخِذَتْ مِنْ خَطَايَاهُمْ فَطُرِحَتْ عَلَيْهِ ثُمَّ تُرِحَ فِي النَّارِ وَكَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ When all his good deeds are exhausted, their sins will be taken and put onto his head. And now he's with sins, he's got no good deeds left. So his end result is then he's thrown into Jahannam. He performed his salam, mashallah, which is fundamental. No mu'min can be a true mu'min if he doesn't have salah in his life. He performed, he kept his fast in the month of Ramadan. He discharged his zakat. All the pillars of Islam were in place. But, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanud khulu fi silmi kaffa, he didn't enter into Islam fully. He stopped at a point and thought the rest is by the way. This is very important. This is fundamental. These are the pillars of Islam. If he did all the other things and shirked in this, he's still in very deep problems. But despite being all this, when he shirked in those aspects, 
then this became even more serious that he lost all this also. He lost all his salah, he lost all his fast, he lost all his zakat, he lost his charity, he lost his effort of deen, he lost everything. What a tragedy that is. And this is what Rasulullah is referring, that this is a bankrupt person that you have to really pity. That where is he now going to go and get any chance to recoup anything? It's too late. So this is this whole effort, this is what he used to say. And this is the point he used to be making. That, kisi ko insan banna ho, to yahao. If you want to become insan, then you come here. You want to become a buzruk, go somewhere else. Because when a person will become insan, then that will make him musalman. Iman is obviously the precondition, but then he'll come into Islam fully. And then he will be able to now progress and become the friend of Allah Ta'ala and the wali of Allah Ta'ala. And we find that in the ahadith of Rasulullah Wasallam, how much of emphasis there is on considering insan. When a person becomes insan, then he considers other insan. And if he falls from insaniyat, from humanity, then it doesn't matter to him what happens to anybody around him. As long as he enjoys life, as long as he fulfills his desires, then whether it, anybody else gets hurt in the process, whether he's taking somebody's only slice of bread to try and make his million, whether he, he is making somebody's life a misery in order to enjoy some fun, nothing will matter to him. Because that humanity now has gone out. And whereas we look at the way the Nabi Islam taught how to consider insan, the hadith that we discussed last night, on the 15th night of Shaban, how Nabi Salaam woke up, how gently, and how he walked out of the house in such a way that nobody would be disturbed. And who was that nobody? There was only one person in that room, and that was his wife. But her sleep must not get disturbed. Now this is insaniyat. This is the basic level of insaniyat, which Nabi Salaam perfected and took to a very high level, and taught us how to do this with the best akhlaq. But this is the stepping stone. This is a starting point. Considering the feelings of others. Considering the circumstances of others. Considering other people's good before ours. This is that ithar. Giving preference to others over ourselves. وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصًا The Sahaba Kiram Allah Ta'ala speaks about their noble quality they were prepared to give the next person to eat their own food, even if they had to starve. Now this is that insani had gone to that top level. But it starts off with at least not taking the next person's food to fill my belly wrongly. This is the basic humanity. And for my fun, not to cause taklif to the next person. Just for my venting of emotions, not to be totally uncared about who gets hurt in the process, and what happens to anybody else, and everybody must worry about their own lives. I need to get my chest, things off my chest. Somebody gets hurt in the process, whether they deserve it or not, their business. Then where have we fallen? Have we even become insaniyat? In the hadith we find this is filled the consideration of others. Not just consideration of not giving taklif to anybody else. Even considering how to make somebody feel happier. One is not to give taklif. You look at the ahadis, there's so many things. For example, the aspect that in the masjid, Nabi Islam forbade coming into the masjid immediately after having eaten onions or garlic. Now these are halal substances. These are halal foods. Nothing haram about it. But if it is uncooked, then it has an odor. So Nabi Wasallam forbade this. And once somebody came away, he had him removed all the way up to Baqi, which was a faraway place at that time. Why? If he ate it in his house, nobody said it's haram. But don't come in the masjid like that. Why? Because it will inconvenience others. On the day of Jumu'ah, 
the emphasis that was placed on ghusl and then the virtue of applying itar. Why? Because a person now, especially in the context that it was initially given, and this will apply still any time in any age and any place, everybody doesn't have that luxury that they can shower daily. They have to go miles to fetch water. So now a person the whole week is working out in the fields, etc. So now the natural aspect is that now he will perspire, etc. So now Juma is going to come, he's also going to come from his faraway fields, he's going to come from his villages, he's going to come from wherever, and all will gather in the masjid. But now if a person hasn't taken ghusl for the whole week, and he came away just like that, that's going to become a source of taklif to others. So Nabi Islam emphasized this, to the point that, in some ahadith, the wording is such, though that is not the intent, the wording is such as if it is compulsory. But what was the point? The point was this, that it must not be a source of giving anybody taklif. One sahabi says, we were guests at the house of Rasulullah So, after Isha Salah, we would then go away to rest. Nabi Salaam would be busy with other sahaba, so, whichever section was for us to rest in, we would be gone in there. He would come late, but now he's concerned that his guests are all in order, all fine. So, he would enter. And the etiquette is that you enter with salam. So, he would make salam. But how he would make salam? The Sahabi explains that he would make salam in such a way that if somebody was awake, he would have heard it. And if somebody was asleep, it wouldn't have disturbed his sleep. Who is this? The greatest of all the Anbiya of Allah wa Ta'ala. The greatest of all the Rasuls of Allah Ta'ala. The greatest of all the creation of Allah Ta'ala. And he is considering the sleep of his subordinates, of his ummatis, that this sleep must not get disturbed. So he's making salam because that's the teaching of deen and that's the etiquette. The Quran Sharif gives us this direction. That makes salam. This too is a sunnah which unfortunately is dying out in the ummah. Salam is dying out. Whereas that is the thing that brings barakat. The person enters his house, enters with salam, enters smilingly. This is now all, how many times you get this kind of correspondence coming? Husband walks in the house, he walks in with a frown and he doesn't even make any salam. And that becomes the start of so many arguments and fights. And the whole, everything goes haywire. First etiquette of a Muslim entering a house we haven't learned yet. When we become Musalman. So Nabi Islam would make that salam, but make that salam in such a way that it won't disturb anybody sleeping. All this is a consideration. <coughs> consideration for the next person's feelings. There was one Sahabi who was known to be a little bit now he was an old person, and sometimes now, now he became a Muslim at that age now, and sometimes when a person is now old, so now it's not going to happen very quickly that he's going to be able to change his nature, his ways. So he was somebody that had a bit of a hard nature. So one day, Nabi Wasallam, some jubbas had come as part of the booty or something. So he distributed it. So this person heard about it. So he wasn't there at the time, he heard about it later. So he came. So he came along with his son. So from outside, Nabi Islam heard his voice. Nabi Islam was inside the house, he heard his voice from while he was still outside and he was talking. So he had kept one jubba aside. And this particular one had golden buttons. Now to use gold is not permissible for men. It doesn't mean it was given to him to use. But he could have used it in some other way, sold it or whatever. But as soon as he came, Nabi Salaam came rushing from inside the house with this jubba. And in the hadith of Bukhari Sharif it is there that he held it in such a way that these golden buttons would be in front. That you'll see this first. And he's saying, خَبَعْتُ لَكَ هَذَا يَا أَبَلْ مِسْوَرْ خَبَعْتُ لَكَ هَذَا يَا أَبَلْ مِسْوَرْ Abu Miswar I kept this separately for you. This was specially set aside for you. Now, what was the purpose of going about this? This was to make this person little happy, make him little 
that whatever his nature is, but consider him. To this extent, Nabi Salaam went to consider the feelings of others. And this is what we find that in the lives of our Kabir also, there are such amazing incidents which one can only wonder these people were insan or they were farishtas. They had probably gone on another level that become angels maybe. There was an Ustad in Darulum Dioban who was the Ustad of Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah one day came to visit him. So he was, so he, there was some mangoes that were there, it was a mango season. So probably others were also there. He presented the mangoes in front of them, so everybody partook of it. So now after everybody had eaten, maybe many, several of them were there, so there was a whole heap of now the peels and the seeds. So Mr. Shavisa Rahmatullah says that I put it all together and put it in that little basket or something and I started waking up. So he asked me, where are you going? I said, well, I'm going to throw this. Now, the India of that time, there would be some small dumps here and there. That's where things would be dumped. After that, whatever the process would have been. So that was his intention to go and put it on the dump outside somewhere wherever it was meant to be dumped. So Allah Azhar Miyasa was his name. So he asked him that, do you know how to go and throw this, how to dispose it? So Shafi Sahib said that Hazrat is this, there's some profession involved in throwing and discarding these pills that you go to study it. He said, yes, there's a profession involved in this. Come, let me show you how to discard this. So he took those pills and those seeds and he went out. Then in one place he went and put a few of those pills. Another place he went and put a few where these things normally are dumped, but he didn't put all in one place. He put some in one place, went and put some in another place, went and put some in a third place. And those seeds he went and put it in a fourth place. Now he took a long chakar and when he did all this and now came back. Now this was something just to be discarded. After he did this and he came back, he said, you see, that all the homes around here are all poor people. And some of them barely probably make ends meet with the bare necessities of life. They probably don't even get some mangoes to eat in the whole season. And now they will see in one place this whole heap of peels and seeds and they will feel that we didn't even eat one. And these people ate so many. And if there will be few here and there, nobody will take notice. So to avoid giving them that taklif, and feeling that deprivation, this long trip was taken to avoid that taklif to them. Allah. Shafi Sahib says, once I came, it was the rainy season and his house, Azhar Rahmatullah's house was a mud house. So now every rainy season, some wall will start collapsing and now that had to be rebuilt However, the mud walls are built normally. So he says, I came and it was, again the same story, he was busy raising one wall which had now started collapsing. So he said, I said to him, Mother, every year this is the same story and the amount that you are spending in repairing these walls and so on, if you just add a little bit more and make it a brick structure one time, in two, three years you will cover up that cost of what you did now. And then this every year's problem is all then done, once and for all. Now every rainy season now you have to start repairing the walls again. So he says, he replied, Subhanallah, what an intelligent thing you've said. See, I'm gone old now. My mind never even went to this. What a good thing you said. And then he kept quiet. You see, I'm gone old now. I didn't think about this. And after a while he said to him, that can you see all the houses? This is the farishtas they were. Can see all the houses around my house. Is there any one brick structure here? In the midst of all these poor people, I'll be the one person with a brick structure. Won't they feel deprived every time they see my house? He says, I won't do it. Until 
after some time, see, if I could afford it, then I would have built one for everyone. I don't have that capacity to do that either. So we leave it like this. And over time, then people, as things started improving, others started building their homes, rebuilding it in a brick structure. Finally, when he, everybody's house was now in brick, then he built his house in brick. These are those people who even the angels envy. But this is that insaniyat, that being Musalman, and then they become the true friends of Allah Ta'ala. But all this comes back down to that mu'asharat and akhlaq. That this is the level of consideration they have for others. That incident we spoke about as Tanvi Rahmatullah last night as well. That fell unconscious and came to his bed after gaining consciousness. But now the thought that that jug that fell out of my hand, somebody won't find it in his place. So he didn't even disturb his wife's sleep for that. And he went and he personally went and picked it up in that condition and brought it back and put it in his place. The consideration of people to the extent Nabi Wasallam went that he says sometimes I'm performing the salah and then I hear the crying of a child. I hear the crying of a baby, a child. Now in those days, the woman would also come and join the Jamaat Salah. But that was in the initial stage that they were asked to come. Then Nabi Islam himself emphasized that the best place for the woman is in the deep corner of her home. Because this was the initial period where they had to be also learning Deen as it came along. And then this was emphasized in the time of the Sahaba Ikram. This was then implemented also to a point. But in any case, at that time they would join the Jamaat Salah at the back. So Nabi Islam says that I sometimes hear the crying of a child. As a result, I shorten the salah out of consideration that what that mother must be going through who's in salah now and her child is crying. That her heart is now in turmoil. That she can't break a salah, but her child is now in distress. So in consideration for that mother and for that child, I shorten my salah. Now this is some other mother and some other child. We don't consider our own mothers and our own child also. So this is the lesson of i'tikaf also. That we have come to connect ourselves with Allah Ta'ala. This is the lesson of deen itself. That every mu'min is to be connecting himself with Allah Ta'ala. And to connect ourselves with Allah Ta'ala, we have to be practicing on Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu fi silmi kafa. That with Iman, then we have to enter into Islam fully. Iman, these are the aqaid, the beliefs. And Islam are all the ahkam, all the commands of deen. So with Iman, udkhulu fi silmi kafa. We have to enter into Islam fully. So we have to be complete into our ibadat as well. Our five times salah and all the other ibadats, all the faraiz, wajibat, sunnat muakkada. And then our mu'amalat, our mu'asharat, our akhlaq, everything has to be in place. This consideration for others has to be there. This heart has to be filled with the compassion for Allah Ta'ala's makhluk. Are what's insan? How much of consideration has been taught for even animals? That camel spoke to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then he reprimanded the owner that you are taking too much of work from this animal. And that child who was making that animal a live animal, a target for his shooting practice, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reprimanded him. How can you ever do this? And then he thought about that woman who was a pious woman. But she had that cat which she didn't feed and she didn't let, let it loose to go and fend for itself. As a result, despite her piety in other things, this lack of consideration for an animal, this threw her into Jahannam. So this is basic insaniyat that we have been taught. And this musalmaniyat, that when this will come in a person, then now he is on the path to inshallah reach the friendship of Allah Ta'ala. And get connected to Allah Ta'ala. 
So together with improving in our ibadat, improving all the other things, this is a reason for this emphasis for myself, first and foremost, for all of us. That we have to now start focusing in depth in these branches of deen, in our akhlaq. And this akhlaq, as we discussed one of the evenings, it's the weightiest thing on the scales of good deeds of a person. مَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ أَثْقَلُ فِي مِيزَانِ الْعَبْدِ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنْ خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ Can we imagine how many good deeds there are? If a person is just asked, okay, what might be the heaviest thing on the scales of good deeds? Obviously the faraiz, there's nothing that can come closer to it, close to it. But then after that, somebody will say, maybe making tahajjud the whole night every day, every night. Somebody will say making tilawat the whole day, making one khatam of the Qur'an Sharif daily. And so many other things of this nature. Indeed, these are great amal. But Nabi Islam says, the weightiest thing after the faraiz is good akhlaq. Good character. This good character entails hilm, tolerance. It entails sabr. It entails restraining anger. It entails compassion and kindness. It entails forgiveness. It entails not giving taklif to anybody. Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullah he says, one couplet of his, Shanidam ke mardane rahe khuda. I've heard that the people who are the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, they don't give even, they don't give taklif even to their enemies. Then he says, but where are you going to reach this you are giving taklif even to your friends. That the true people of Allah Ta'ala don't even give taklif to their enemies. Where are you going to reach their rank? You are giving taklif even to your near and dear ones. Those who are looking at you for their security and support and for their safety in terms of the means, you are becoming a source of difficulty for them. Where are you going to get this stage? So this is the lesson that we have to imbibe, we have to take deep down in our hearts, this lesson of insaniyat. Then together with that, to take it to the level of the akhlaq and the mu'asharat that Rasulullah taught, and to become the embodiments of that way of life of Rasulullah In the home, outside the home, in the business, on the street, in social gatherings, wherever it may be, in our businesses. Unfortunately, this is something which it's very, very sad that it has become like a common thing that a person, that people generally on a general scale, they regard Muslims to be the ones who are possessing the poorest character, which is a very, very sad situation. Whereas Islam, Nabi Islam has given akhlaq to the dunya. What does the dunya know about akhlaq? But we have left that which Nabi Islam taught us that compassion, that kindness, that consideration. So these are the things we have to start looking at very deeply. Read the lives of the Ahlullah. Their biographies, many Alhamdulillah have now been published into English. Read these biographies. Among all the other aspects of their lives, there are chapters about their akhlaq. There are chapters about how they lived their lives as insan. And obviously this starts off with reading the seerat first and foremost the seerat of Rasulullah and the lives of the Sahaba Ikram and then the lives of our Akabir and so on, that we will learn the practicality of these issues, that how they implemented these things in their lives. And they became those kind of people, like some of those examples that we discussed, that even the angels would be envying them. May Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq, that we learn this mu'asharat of Rasulullah we learn this akhlaq, we learn that mu'amalat, we become insan, we become musalman, and we become the true friends of Allah Ta'ala as well. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillah. La ilaha illallah
محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جائے ایک میدان ہوں تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار نامسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم
الله جل جلاله عم نواله ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہوا اہلو 
يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والسلامة من كل إثم والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا حنان يا منان يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين فإنك إن تكلنا إلى أنفسنا تكلنا إلى ضعف وذنب وعورة وخطيئة ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت إله العالمين يا الله O most merciful, most kind, most gracious, most loving Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have allowed us to come in your house, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have allowed us to raise our hands to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have allowed us to make this tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making sincere tawbah for all our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us from everything that we have done, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us like the day we were born, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم يا الله يو فقيف يا الله يا الله يو دو ذات ويت يو لوف يا الله يا الله إن شاء الله دون يو مغفرة فونس يا الله يا الله يو النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بيكم هابي يا الله أول وقت والجدان يا الله ويل بي سيفد يا الله إله العالمين يا الله يو شو يو مغفرة فونس يا الله يا الله فقيف أو فاميليز يا الله فقيف أو ريليتيفز إن فريندز يا الله يا الله فقيف ذا إنتاي أمة الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله فقيف ذا أمة يا الله يا الله شو يو مغفرة ذا أمة Show your Rahmat on the Ummah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the orphans of the Ummah are crying, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the widows of the Ummah are crying, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, the poverty stricken are crying, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the oppressed Muslims are crying, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, there is nobody to put a hand of, Ya Allah, shafqat on their heads, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you shower down your mercy on all, Ya Allah. Shower down your mercies on all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, shower down your Rahmat on all, Ya Allah. Shower your Maghfirat on all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Acknowledging whatever is being on is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this is definitely all our ill deeds, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq of doing those a'mal that bring your rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from those a'mal that bring your azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us the tawfiq of doing all that pleases you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we cannot do anything for ourselves, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are too weak, Ya 
Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us and guide us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us and guide us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us like that little baby is looked after, Ya Allah. Allahumma waqiyatan ka waqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan ka waqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan ka waqiyatil walid. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, this nafs and shaitan are out to destroy us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. Without your protection, we'll become destroyed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, our deen will get destroyed, Ya Allah. Our dunya will get destroyed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us and protect us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all haram actions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the illicit things, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the shameless things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you safeguard and protect our eyes, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making sincere tawbah, Ya Allah. We will never look at any filth on our phones again, Ya Allah. We will never go to the haram sites on the internet again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we will never do all these shameless things again, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, how shameless we were, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that you were watching, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what tolerance you have expressed on us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what tolerance you have shown us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you could have made us blind at that moment, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you could have paralyzed that hand that was holding that phone, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you could have caused us to, Ya Allah, get paralyzed from head to toe at that moment, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you gave us respite, Ya Allah. Out of your mercy and clemency, you gave us respite, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this was your great favor upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making sincere tawbah today, Ya Allah. We will never go back to these things again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you save us and protect us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us and protect us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save our ears from listening to haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from listening to ghibat, Ya Allah. Save us from listening to music, Ya Allah. Save us from listening to all filthy talk, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, protect our tongues from ghibat, Ya Allah. Protect our tongues from lying, Ya Allah. Protect our tongues from vulgarity, Ya Allah. Protect our tongues from swearing, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we're making tawbah from all these sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are sincerely repenting, Ya Allah. We, Ya Allah, we're resolving never to go back to them again, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect our hearts from evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have made our hearts, Ya Allah, dumping ground of the whole world, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, our hearts have become the flushing system of all the filth of the world, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. You purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts of all the evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you remove all the pride and malice and jealousy from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the evil from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have you, we have everything, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we don't have you, we have nothing, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us insan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us musalman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true friends and walis, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the akhlaq of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with compassion and kindness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the anger from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the evil emotions, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with mercy and kindness, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with compassion, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with consideration for others, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with, Ya Allah, fulfilling the rights of others, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to fulfill all the hukuk of others, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from ever trampling anybody's right, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us live the mu'ashara that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us be, Ya Allah, that kind of person, Ya Allah, who you are happy with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, in our homes, let us live that mu'asharat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, out on the streets, let us live that mu'asharat, Ya Allah. In our businesses, let us conduct ourselves in that way, Ya Allah. That Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from all the evil habits, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever evil habits we have, Ya Allah, you rid us from it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on iman, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on salah, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on tilawat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on zikr and dua, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, use us for the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, use our families and progenies for the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, till our last breath, keep us in the effort of deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you accept us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have nothing in us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are so full of faults, Ya Allah. We are not deserving of anything, Ya Allah. But you are most kareem, Ya Allah. Kareem is that who gives those who are not deserving. 
loving, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, despite us being the filthiest of all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you overlook all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Purify us, Ya Allah. And accept us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept us in dunya, Ya Allah. And accept us in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us such people, Ya Allah. That your Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, becomes happy with us, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, on the day of Qiyamah, when we see him, Ya Allah. Let him be happy to see us, Ya Allah. Let him embrace us, Ya Allah. Let him grant us the Mubarak water of Kawtharun, his Mubarak hand, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Save us on that day from being chased away, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, there will be nobody to save us on that day, then, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the topic of performing our five times salah with Jama'ah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from ever making any salah qaza, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the topic of performing every salah with takbir ula, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us perform such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the topic of completing our mamulat daily, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Let us remember you daily, Ya Allah. From the depth of our hearts, Ya Allah, let us be forever remembering you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the consciousness of death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us remember death, Ya Allah. Let us be conscious that death can come at any time, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to be prepared for death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to be prepared for the answerability on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us and safeguard us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, all those who are, Ya Allah, in any kind of difficulties and hardships. Ya Allah, you remove the difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are in financial difficulties, Ya Allah, remove those financial difficulties, Ya Allah. Those who are in debts, Ya Allah, make the easy payments of their debts possible, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Whatever difficulties throughout the ummah anybody is in, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Protect the iman and amal of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the life, wealth and honor of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Protect, Ya Allah, everything of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that critical juncture, Ya Allah. Save us from the deception of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the deception of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us with iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the correct understanding of deen, Ya Allah. Give us the correct understanding of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our complete Islam tazkiyah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our complete Islam tazkiyah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our complete Islam tazkiyah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, on this Mubarak night, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this... Mubarak night, you allowed us to, Ya Allah, raise our hands to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, surely you want to bless us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this is your tawfiq, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot do this of our own accord, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you bless us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. You make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, accept all the ibadah that was made, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive all the faults, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to appreciate the moments of this Mubarak month that are left, Ya Allah. Forgive the time that we wasted, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families throughout the ummah, Ya Allah, you forgive them, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their covers with noor, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are living, Ya Allah, give barakat in their lives and barakat in their health, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to serve them and honor them, Ya Allah. Enable us to earn jannat out of serving them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill their covers with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Give them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Rabbi rahamhuma kama rabbayana sigara. Rabbi rahamhuma kama rabbayana بسم الله 
برکت ان دیر لائف برکت ان دیر ہیلت ان ویلت یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ all those who are present یا اللہ you are the know of the unseen یا اللہ you know what is in each person's heart یا اللہ یا اللہ fulfill each one's needs from the غیب یا اللہ fulfill each one's pious aspirations یا اللہ یا اللہ each one of us یا اللہ make us your true friend یا اللہ یا اللہ we have come to get connected to you یا اللہ we have come to be bonded with you یا اللہ یا اللہ we are asking you for you یا اللہ یا اللہ you become ours یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ bond each one of us with you یا اللہ یا اللہ grant each one the نسبت of the اولیاء صدیقین یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ all the دعاز that نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم asked for یا اللہ یا اللہ we are also begging for all that he asked for یا اللہ whatever نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم sought refuge from یا اللہ you save us as well یا اللہ اللہم انہا نسألوک من خیر ما سألک منہ نبیوک و حبیبوک سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم و نعوذ بک من شر مستعاذک منہ نبیوک و حبیبوک سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم انت المستعان و علیک البلاغ و لا حول و لا قوت الا باللہ العلی العظیم جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہو اہلو ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا تقبل منا انکا انت السمیع العلیم وطب علینا یا مولانا انکا انت التواب الرحیم وصل اللہ تعالی علی خیر خلقه سیدنا محمد وآلہ وصحابہ اجمعین والحمدللہ رب